Dr. Rosina will share three key components of mindfulness that will allow you to feel calmer, more focused, and experience joy. I'm Kelly Dowell, and with me today is Dr. Rosina Lakani. She's an MD psychiatrist, author of the best-selling book, Stress to Joy, and a corporate consultant. You're listening to our live show, Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina. Here we'd like to offer simple and practical tools that can help you live your best life. Today we're talking about how to practice mindfulness for stress management and the three critical components of mindfulness that people forget. You'll learn why mindfulness is important, especially in times of stress, what mindfulness is and what mindfulness is not, and how to practice mindfulness. At the end of the show, Dr. Rosina will take us through a one minute mindfulness exercise. And also, if this is your first time, you can ask questions and we'll try to answer them at the end. And if you're listening to this as a recording, you can go ahead and put your questions in the comment box below, or you can go to the Facebook group, Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina. So let's hear about mindfulness. Dr. Rosina, can you tell us what mindfulness is? Sure. You know, some of the studies have shown, um, actually in 2010, how uh, there was a Howard study that showed, they studied about 5,000 people and uh, noticed like, you know, how their thoughts. And the, some of the findings were intriguing. One finding was that 47% of the time, our brain is not focused on what we are doing. It's distracted, it's everywhere. When we are not focused in the present moment, our chances of uh, getting injuries go high. Have you seen, have you noticed that you're kind of looking at your phone and going somewhere and you bump into a wall or, <laughs> or something like that? Like, you no, know, because if we are not mentally present in the moment, we are at high risk of injuries. Not only that, we are at high risk of feeling stress, getting sick. And we don't feel calm. Our mind feels like uh, really scattered and our productivity goes down because we can't focus on the things that we, we do. So basically, mindfulness is presence of mind. So I also call it present mindedness. But psychologically, mindfulness is, uh, is a technique where we train our brain to stay in the present moment intentionally and non-judgmentally. Great. And then why is mindfulness important, especially in times of stress? Well, as I was mentioning that there are a lot of benefits of mindfulness, but what happens in stress? When somebody is stressed, your mind is go worrying about things and you're focusing on what, oh my God, what, what's going to happen? You're worrying, 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 um, or you're uh, upset about past. And this is kind of creating a lot of stress in your mind and your body. And so one way of calming that body's reactivity. One of the most studied tool now is the different components of mindfulness. Okay. And then there are many mixed messages in the media about mindfulness. And I want to clarify, is mindfulness the same as thinking about the present? Well, I, I think there's a, there's a difference between thinking and experiencing. Let me give you an example. Actually, let me give you an example from um, my book. You, you read my book, right? Yes. So you right. remember we were talking about um, uh, this this uh, story in the book, and so it was like you know one of my friends said that she's always thinking even when observing, and she has tendency to observe all the things that are going wrong, and that causes more problem for her when she practices mindfulness. 
So do you think mindfulness can actually cause problem instead of helping? It can if you are not practicing all the components of mindfulness. So let me give you an example to explain what is the difference between the thinking about the present moment versus experiencing the present moment. So let's say in scenario one, you are sensing or seeing a beautiful sunset. Okay. And your thoughts are still there about the colors and how much you are appreciating them, but they're not dominant. You're just kind of observing and enjoying the sunset. Scenario two, you notice the sunset and then the very second moment, your mind starts drifting and you start thinking about judging or comparing it to other experiences you may have in the past. Oh, I remember the last time we were on vacation and we saw this and that was such a beautiful sunset. And while your mind is thinking about that sunset, you have missed this sunset, right? And so the mindfulness is not thinking about it. The mindfulness is experiencing it, paying attention to whatever is happening. Yes, there's some thoughts, but thoughts are in the background. You are uh, you are experiencing more than thinking. Well, I, I know that a lot of my patients get confused between meditation and mindfulness practice because they're kind of, you know, almost used synonymously in the media. So let me just uh, show a really uh, nice illustration that would explain. Mindfulness is giving attention to everything around you in the present moment intentionally. One component of mindfulness is when you focus inside and you turn off a lot of stimulation from outside. You sit down, you close your eyes, and you bring attention for your self-regulation, and you practice giving attention to one specific focus. That's called meditation. What is meditation? Meditation means focusing on one, uh, one point. So whether, you know, there's a, in spiritual practices, they, they practice focusing on a spiritual concept. In kindness meditation, you're focusing on kindness. When you are doing a breath meditation, you're focusing on your breath. When you're doing mindfulness meditation, you're focusing on the experience of the present moment. So there are kind of two different components, but sometimes it is used uh, simultaneously and that sometimes causes confusion in people's mind. So I try to think that there are three components of mindfulness. Number one is the meditation. So we just talked about it. The second one is the attitude of mindfulness. The third one is the practice in the daily practice. So combining these three, I call it map of mindfulness to clarify. And that kind of explains that mindfulness is not just meditation. And mindfulness is also not just being present in the daily activities, but it's also the attitude of non-judgment. So let's go through um, each of these in uh, some detail. I won't be able to go in too much detail, but I'll at least give you the brief idea. So the mindful meditation, as I was uh, talking earlier, is something where you, you formally decrease the outside stimulation. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You see in the picture this doctor doing uh, mindfulness uh, uh, meditation in 
outside her work. You see this group of people doing mindfulness meditation together. They are part of the group called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, MBSR. This is a program that has been now studied in many, many different, even medical conditions to help people cope with their medical condition and overcome the stress. So it's called MBSR, so Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. The pioneer of this program was John Kabat-Zinn at the University of Massachusetts. He kind of pioneered this program, bringing this mindfulness meditation from Buddhist practice and bringing it into the medical arena and see how just focusing on mindfulness, meditation, and yoga can help people overcome their medical issues. And so since then, there has been thousands of studies showing the benefit of mindfulness in different health conditions. So meditation is when you take 5, 10, 15 minutes from your daily activities and formally sit down to train your brain to focus on one point. You try to focus on one point like your breath or your present experience of the body. Your mind would go go to somewhere else. You bring it back then again it would get distracted you bring it back so just just bringing this back is the training of your brain to focus and as you practice that like you know 5 10 15 minutes during the day it can help you to focus on other things through throughout the day so that is the first component of mindfulness the meditation the second component of mindfulness uh, that i think a lot of people forget is the attitude you know, as I was talking about that friend of mine from the book, where when she started practicing mindfulness, she started noticing all the problems that were around her, all the negative things were around her. So one of the major attitude that goes with the mindfulness thinking is non-judgmental thinking. So you're not judging everything right or wrong, good or bad. You're accepting things as is. So I like to I like this acronym mindful to describe some of the attitudes of mindfulness. There are more than this, but uh, we'll just kind of briefly go over these seven. So M represents moment to moment attention. So you're not kind of just giving attention in this moment and then forgetting about it. So you practice giving attention to everything you are doing throughout the day. Okay. Then the second I stands for intentionally focusing on here and now. So you are not by just default, but by intention trying to uh, train your brain to focus on that. Then the third one is non-judgmental attitude. As I was saying, we have the tendency to focus on you know, everything. And the biggest problem we do is judging ourselves. And then when we judge ourselves, we are not good enough then we don't have the capacity to make changes because we are not good enough, then we don't believe in our own capacity to make changes. So that is a very important component of mindfulness. The fourth one, uh, D, represents detachment from unhelpful thoughts or letting them go. You know how, how in India they catch monkeys? I also don't know if they actually do it nowadays, but in past they used to do it. They would put, um, They would cut the coconut from the top and make two holes in the coconut and then tie that coconut um, to a tree or something and then they would put a banana inside so the monkey would come in and try to take that banana the the hole of the coconut uh, is big enough for the monkey to put its hand in but it's not big enough for the fist to come out with the banana 
And so the uh, monkey would go try to grab that banana. It would try to take the banana out. It cannot. It knows that he'd get caught if he doesn't, but he still would hold on to banana and would get caught. Now, the difference between the monkeys and the human beings is this prefrontal cortex, which helps us make these decisions. We have difficulty letting go of things, too. We behave like that, that monkey and don't let go of the past and don't let go of those negative thoughts that keeps on harming us and uh, causes the problem. So letting go is really important for us to be able to move on in life. Then the F represents forgive and be grateful because we carry the grudge so much and for so long that it keeps on burdening us. See, when, when you say, okay, this person did this and I'm never going to forget, uh, forgive this person and I'm never going to talk to my friend again because he did or she did this or that. What happens when you do that? You actually carry the burden. The person did whatever they did, right? They're gone, they're going into their life and doing whatever they need to do. But by carrying that grudge, you cause problem for yourself. It's like, you know, when you eat a banana, you throw the peel, right? What if you you have difficulty letting go of that peel and you carry that banana peel in your bag everywhere, wherever you go? What would happen? That's right. That's right. Not only the smell, but the bees, you can attract all those things. So when you don't forgive people and don't let go of things and you're not grateful for things, it is like carrying that banana peel on your back and all the time. So it's better to forgive and let go. Okay. Then the you, uh, you represents unconditional acceptance with patience and with trust. As I was saying that many times we, we accept things that are good, but then we have difficulty accepting things that are not good. Let's say in, in marriage partnerships, you have to accept the person as the person is. Sometimes, you know, they have the uh, strengths and they have the weaknesses. You help them, but then you have to accept them as they are. And the seventh one, uh, L, represents learning with the beginner's mind. And this is a cool thing I have learned from my, my kids when they were young. So I used to be kind of like the stiff person. You know how when we grow up, we become more serious. And I noticed that, you know, my kid could enjoy these bubbles in the bathtub. And like the you know, simple things and they were able to enjoy that and so i started kind of finding the joy in that so the, the learning with the beginner's mind means you're seeing things as if you're seeing it for the first time and enjoying them and experiencing them as they are so if you use these seven attitudes of mindfulness represented by this acronym mindful it may help you develop this mindful attitude and then um, the third one is the mindfulness practice. So you can pay attention to whatever you are doing throughout the day. You can, while you are eating, you can try to focus completely on your process of eating. Let's say you're dishwashing, you can observe how it feels to wash the dishes, the water falling, the soap. When you're doing shower, you can practice a mindfulness and you'll see that, you know, when your mind is all over, like it happens with me. Sometimes when I'm taking shower, um, my mind is all over and I don't even realize. And then I say, oh, did I shampoo? Did I condition or not? Because I don't remember what, what I did because my mind was all over. But then when I'm doing mindfully, 
uh, my shower, then I can actually enjoy that soap suds and feel the water falling on my body and experience that experience. And it becomes relaxing activity for me. Uh, you can practice mindfulness while you're driving. There is a really, um, really detailed instruction about mindful driving in the book and on my website. You can do mindful walking. Nowadays, we are stuck at home and we have to walk. So one, if you if you try to walk with full attention of how it feels in your body and outside your body and enjoy, appreciate your ability to breathe and walk. And do you know how, how important and how significant this ability to walk is? When they were doing like, you know, these um, studies, like, you know, they were trying to build the robots. The biggest thing they had to figure out is how to keep the robot balanced because, you know, when the legs are going alternating to keep the balance, especially when the surfaces go up and down, our body automatically adjusts and we don't even realize that our body automatically moves without us realizing the steps. And so just walking mindfully can become your meditation too. And so these three practices, formal meditation, attitude of mindfulness, and mindfulness practice in daily activities combined together can give you the benefit of mindfulness. A lot of times, even when we do practice, people say, hey, I'm doing this uh, meditation and I'm practicing mindfulness. Am I happy yet? Am I happy yet? And so if you're practicing for the sake of like, you know, immediate results, it is hard because it's a brain training, okay? So you are training your brain to stay calm, to stay focused, and to live your life fully. When you don't do that, then you feel unhappy. Then you feel stressed. Then your productivity goes down because your mind is all over you. Have you seen like, you know, some days when you're stressed and you're trying to do some uh, school assignment and it is so hard because your mind is not there? Have you felt that? That I should be doing. So, yeah. Yeah. And that happens to all of us that our mind, when it is not focused, we are not productive. We are not the best we could be. We could not enjoy whatever is happening. I remember one time, you know, I was, my baby was really young and I used to breastfeed him. And uh, one day I was so stuck on my mind, you know, it was about, 4:30, and I wanted to do make some uh, pay some bills. I had just come home, and I was feeding the baby, and he was really clingy, and I was getting worked up. And I was like, "Okay, I need to make the, uh, the make this payment, and otherwise, you know, I'll be I'll be charged late fees." And da 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 da. So my mind was all over. And then uh, my baby was so clingy that, and and I was kind of learning mindfulness around at that time. And I said, "Okay, let me become mindful." So then I calmed down, and I saw my baby. He was so innocent and his hand was so cute. I just felt such a joy of this baby cuddling me and trying to hold me. And as I calmed down and I became mindful, he also calmed down and he started playing because he was feeding into my stress and my like you know scattered thoughts. And so once I calmed down, the baby calmed down. The baby calmed down. He started playing. He started playing. Then I was able to go and make make that payment. And then I didn't even get late. I was like, I was thinking, what was I freaking about? 
No, and if it, if I get late, you know, it, it would be five, ten dollars. It's more my baby's happiness and this joy that I felt is way more worth than those five, ten dollars. So sometimes we just kind of keep go, 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 and try to do things and don't enjoy the process, the moment, our our families, all the other blessings that we have, and we keep on trying to achieve more. And then it, you may become more unhappy and stressful. So if you don't practice the mindfulness, you feel unhappy, you are at higher risk of injury, you are less productive, you just don't live your best life. Right, absolutely. So do you have any suggestions where that you give to your patients for practicing mindfulness? Yes. So, you know, a lot of uh, these programs, meditation programs, mindfulness programs, they work a lot for a lot of people, but some people have hard time doing 45 minutes of meditation a day. And uh, a lot of my patients are busy, professional people. They're kind of on the go. So I give them shorter exercises. I tell them in between your meetings or, you know, one activity to the other, do one minute of mindfulness. If you go on my website and download the free audio guide, it is called Relax on the Go. And it combines several of very powerful exercises that would help you calm down within one minute. And then you can go on to the next activity. So you can do several times that one minute ex activity exercise. Then every time you sit down for meals, when you're eating, do five minutes of meditation before you start eating. I know sometimes it is hard to wait for five minutes when you're really, really hungry. <laughs> so if you can't, <laughs> if you can't do five minutes before meal, you can do it after the meal. And then 10 minutes before you go to sleep. So what that would do is that would calm your body down and my mind down. It would help you wrap up and you would be able to sleep better. So you see, if you do 10 minutes uh, at bedtime, five minutes, three times a day, that makes it 25 minutes. And if you do five minutes or one minute during the day, then you'll get 30 minutes of training your brain access. And that would allow you to develop mindfulness throughout your life. And not only you would be more focused and productive, but you would be happier and healthier. And that's our goal. Yeah, I, I so appreciate you saying that, Dr. Because sometimes... I'll want to practice mindfulness and 45 minutes, I sit down to do it and 45 minutes seems like so long, but the chunking into the five minutes or the one minute before I eat, and then I actually chew my food instead of inhale it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, so then let's see, we've gone over some suggestions and if people want to get more info, they can go to your stresstojoy.com, right? To get your book. Yeah, so stresstojoy.com is the site where they can get the book and the course and the audiobook, um, all the things together. Okay, and then if somebody wants to make an appointment with you, how can they do that? They can go to shifahealth.org or, or send the message through drrosina.com. Great, great. So then in kind of summary today, We've talked about why mindfulness is important. Dr. Rosina has given us a wealth of knowledge and it's not just meditation or a daily practice. Remember, it's three components and we went over the acronym MAP, right? Really easy way to remember it. M-A-P, MAP, 
which is meditation, attitude, and practice. So it's a combination of all three. And if you practice, you know, generally you'll feel more calm, more focused, and a greater sense of joy. Also, next week, I just wanted to say we'll be here again, Dr. Rosina, every Saturday at 11 a.m. And if you'd like, you can also go to Dr. Rosina's Facebook page. You'll see, if you didn't catch this entire segment, you'll be able to rewatch it. And if you have any comments, you can put them below. Thank you so much, Dr. Rosina. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? Yes, I see one of the comments asking for copies of the slides. And I'd be happy to share the slides if you go um, message me on drrosina.com and I will send you the slides of the program. Are we ready for our one minute exercise? Yes, yes, that's right. Let's do that. All right, so let's end this with a one minute exercise. Today, I'll be going to do a sound meditation. So as I was saying that you can do med a mindfulness meditation, uh, focusing on any, any specific thing. And so we are going to do today one minute of sound meditation where we are going to focus on listening to nature's sound. And so what I want you to do is try to, you don't have to close the eyes if you don't want to, you can keep, keep watching us if you want to. <laughs> but just bring all your attention to what you are hearing. And as you are hearing, you know, bring a crescent moon smile on your face and feel that gratitude for all the senses that you have been blessed with and enjoy this one minute of sound meditation. How did you feel? I thought it was wonderful. As I was doing it, I was hearing the nature sounds and it was making me think of when I wake up really early in the morning and it's completely quiet, nobody's out. I walk outside, I live on a mountain and, and I'm surrounded by woods and the smell. Today I could actually smell it before it was gonna rain and, and then hearing the birds. So it, it took me back to that place. That's wonderful. So you practice mindfulness every day but if this took you to that place, that means you're you're losing the mindfulness of this moment. <laughs> oh, that, that's such a good lesson. And so, you know, that's, I actually really appreciate that, right? Because it tells how, you know, we need that clarification for... <laughs> All right. My goal is to bring health and happiness to more than a million people. And I really want to say, Thank you for you guys to share your time with us today. And if you feel that this could be helpful to other people, you know, please share so we can spread health and happiness together. Stay safe, healthy and happy. Good job. Thank See you, you. next time.